up, everyone? Welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I am your host, Tess Janos, and today is day seven of seven, 71. Wow. Let's try that again. Today is day seven, not 71. Day seven of 31 days of horror. I wasn't kidding, everyone. OCD is going to do one episode per day for 31 days in a row. The ultimate countdown to the best holiday ever. Halloween, of course, and today marks exactly one week of daily comic horror content. If you want to keep up with the spooky spectacular, make sure you are following OCD on Instagram, that's at OCD Podcast, Facebook, facebook.com slash OCD Podcast, and Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod. Tess, did you just put all your end stuff in the front? Yes, I did. I did, because I want you to follow along. All right. Without further ado, I want to introduce today's guest host. She is one of the awesome, insightful, and super Chicago-y, yep, that's an adjective, hosts of the Comics, Culture, and Cosplay podcast. Woo! She is Mari! What's up, Mari? How are you? What's up? Thank you so much for having (laughs) me on today. Oh, it's so cool to be here. (laughs) <laughs> Yay, welcome. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I was recently, and when I say recently, because today is October 7th, yes. um, a couple months ago, I was on your podcast, and that was a blast, and that's where I met you. It was it was so much fun having you on, and it is really nice to have another, you know, lady voice on my podcast. It's, it's good to bring in some <laughs> alternative opinions now and then. Oh, yeah, exactly. It is, uh, though we do adore the dudes in our podcast sphere, it is awesome to have two gals talk about comics. And today there are no dudes on this podcast at all. This is a lady zone. Yes, (laughs) lady zone. And you're the first lady of this uh, 31 Days of Horror, so I am so excited about that. That is very cool. Halloween is by far my favorite holiday. My birthday's in October, (sighs) so I always have... You know, a Halloween theme party, fancy dress, to the nines. I go all out on costumes. I am so glad to be a part of this uh, this extravaganza. Hell, let's go oh, 71 hell yeah. days, man. I can do this. I can find stuff to talk about. <laughs> Perfect. That's it, guys. We're changing it to 71 days because why the hell not? <laughs> I mean, time has no meaning anymore. Anyways, 2020 <laughs> is a wash. Let's just let's have an extended Halloween, right. kids. I'm so down for that. Like, all rules broken. Like, who cares? Halloween from now until the end of the year. I'm so down. Yes. Yes. When is your birthday? Uh, The 18th of October. The 18th of October. And I always use that as an excuse to get everybody's almond joys and mounds, which are obviously and, of course, (laughs) the best of all Halloween candies, followed closely by Reese's and Reese's Pieces. Ooh, I like your style. style. (laughs) What's your favorite Halloween candy? (laughs) Oh, probably Reese's and uh, those Smarties. I can't say no. (gasps) Smarties? That's like an old school choice. That's like the... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that one's one of the... You don't hear people say that a lot. It's kind of like the... Ooh, you know, I like a bit of honey now and then. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a fine Mike and Ike. Actually, Mike and Ike's the bomb. I can't smack talk Mike and Ike's. Oh, I like Mike and Ike's until they get stuck in my teeth and then... Yes, uh, my dentist. My dentist likes me eating Mike and Ike's. That's so funny. I was totally going to bring up my dentist, and I'm like, I'm not going to bring up my dentist. And Mari's like, my dentist. I'm like, all right. (laughs) That's because we're nerds doing a Halloween podcast, so what could be more terrifying than going to the dentist, let's be honest. Right? That's when they make their money, man, right after Halloween. 
right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> it's like Christmas for them. Uh, they really are just sitting over there like, Scrooge McDuck, yep. I'm so sorry, dentists. I'm sure you're all lovely and wonderful people, and I really do appreciate that you take care of my teeth because I have yes. British teeth, so they need a little extra love. <laughs> we love our dentists here on OCD. Um, I was going to say a sponsored joke, but we are not sponsored by any dentist. Wouldn't that be funny if a dentist sponsored a comic book podcast? Just because. Ooh, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity there. Local podcast <laughs> or lo- local dentists listening to the OCD <laughs> podcast. Please feel free to reach out with uh, sponsorship opportunities. This is OCD's manager, Mari, everyone. She, <laughs> yeah, I've been on the podcast for like five minutes and I'm already like, uh, sorry, it's hard to turn it off. That's no, good. I love it. That's good. I love it. I, I wish I could pull out a, like a dental comic book reference to like transition into yeah. comic books, but outside of like those those like creepy comic books that you would get at your dentist office you know where it would be like Ooh. cavity man destroying fungus <laughs> man and you're like oh this is no i'm not even buying this at six he, he's ant-man's best friend he was that small to <laughs> yeah. take out cavities oh, oh man that sounds like yeah. the worst job as a superhero you're in there just Dude, like scraping so- out <laughs> nope what's up daryl Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, we're not here to talk about dentists. We're not, unfortunately. Maybe oh, next yeah. time. Next time, yeah. I'm going to have to, yeah. I'm going to look for a dentist comic book, and you're going to come back on, and we're going to review it. It's oh, happening. What a <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we are here to talk about Neil Gaiman's 1989, The Sandman, Volume 1, Preludes and Nocturnes. Yeah, uh, so little story here. I accidentally read the overture. I was very confused, and I thought, damn, Mari is quite smart. I already knew that, but <laughs> damn, she is a goddamn genius to be able to understand this. I don't know how I'm going to break this Who down. Who are all of these people, and what is going on here? This seems I, this seems like I should know something. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. There was art. It was amazing. Blah, 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 yes. blah. But I was like, I don't, I'm just going to let Mari talk. But that was not, that's not the comic. I was, I was mistaken. So, so we're reading the, oh, yeah. No, I was, I was going to say, so had, had you heard of the Sandman prior to, um, you know, our deciding to read it for this, the show today? I did. I did. I've heard of it and I'm a fan of Neil Gaiman. Um, and anything that has Neil Gaiman on it, I'm just like, yes. like I just gravitate towards. And it's been on my list for a while. And you said it. You're like, Sandman or this other comic? And I was like, nah, Sandman. <laughs> Let's do that one. <laughs> and it's so good because I don't even remember what the other comic was because I was like, I really hope she just picks this one. It's the best. Exactly. <laughs> it's Sandman, best. this comic, or Sandman. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So why why'd you pick this comic? Oh, because uh, probably the same the same reason. I love Neil Gaiman. I uh, my favorite book of all time by far. No second favorite because my favorite book of all time is *The Count of Monte Cristo*. But my favorite Ooh. like um, I guess pop culture book is *Good Omens* by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. It has everything that I love in it. Right? It has humor. <laughs> it has absurdity. It is incredibly profound, and and it just stays with you. Um, and that that book led me into um, both the entirety of the Discworld series, which was an excellent adventure, and then you know deeper into the works mm. of Neil Gaiman. And 
Um, you know, each of his works has that sort of flavor to it. You know, when you're reading something yes. that he's had a had a hand in, right? Or you're consuming something mm -hmm. that he's had a hand in. Uh, but each of his stories are so unique in their own way, and they sort of draw on uh, similar themes that I'm actually really excited to talk to you about. And sort of, yeah. you know, having read and known his works before, you know, what really stood out in 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 the Sandman. So yeah, we read we read Preludes and Nocturnes, which is our the first eight the first eight issues. Yeah, it's it's one of a kind, and and I immediately turned to my husband and said, I know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> I know nothing about comics. This is like, it turned, it's like the world turned upside down and then around. And then you've got like Neil Gaiman's like beautiful, lovely storytelling voice in your head. Mm -hmm. Cause you, like you said, you hear it through his words. Um, I'm so glad we're reviewing this today. Yay. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, one of the things that I, I really sort of love about, about what Neil does is, and, and why I especially thought it was good for, you know, a Halloween podcast is because he hits at the kind of terrors that, like, you know, you, you went to bed, you slept really well, first REM cycle, second yeah. REM cycle, three <laughs> o'clock in the morning, like, something cold goes right past you and you wake up instantly and you're terrified. That's what Neil does so well, is just <laughs> that. And, and I think this is such a beautiful a beautiful version of, of horror in a different way and to your point comics in a very different way yeah totally it's it's nightmares and like anything I haven't I can't think of anything like profound that I've read about nightmares maybe I just haven't read enough nightmare stories but this one was certainly like oh yeah no no it, it's like that and then he adds a little bit more and you're like that's that's really terrifying especially after i read overture and no it's like overture is the pre-comic to this comic and so i was glad to go into that and know a little bit but also like the world that he comes from and the dreamland that it is it's really it's it's confusing but also like absolutely terrifying because it's so big yes you know? yes i i love his world building Right. You yes. just you just step into it sort of instantly. And uh, the artists for for this, uh, let me give some shout outs and, and uh, yeah, appropriates. Yeah. Right. So Sam Keith, Mike. Oh, man. Durgenberg and Malcolm Jones, the third. Mm -hmm. I am so sorry for that one. Um, uh, were the artists <laughs> on this. And I think they do just this beautiful job of translating that sort of melancholy i don't i don't know there's okay yeah it, it, it I, I it's so hard to explain it's yeah. sort of like uh with danny elfman and tim burton you know what i mean it's a certain aesthetic okay. you yeah. know what you're seeing you know that sound again you sort of know what it is when you see it but neil gaiman is mm -hmm. i don't know he's like a. uh what's the word he it's a just a different it's a whole different level you know what i mean he is telling uh yeah. music in in story form oh 100 percent. oh my gosh and yeah it's just like um danny elfman and tim burton where they just their art their arts they really shake hands when they come together it's like they're yes they're, they're meant to be yes no. exactly although I, what's weird to me is like i don't know how tim burton ended up being like hot topic and Neil Gaiman never <laughs> did. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing a really good job of verbalizing, yeah. but 
You go to, you know, you I go there and take skeletons everywhere. You know what I mean? Yes. You can get the merch. Yes. You can find dream merch, right? You can find like really cool, I think, licensed copies and stuff like that. But it's you. You don't get that same. You don't get that same flavor to it. Do you know what I mean? One is, oh, I'm so sorry, Tim Burton, because I love your stuff. But like, one is kitsch, and one <laughs> is art. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it was like that on accident. I don't think that's like, like I, and I think it's also that like Neil Gaiman is so eloquent, and like he starts talking, and automatically you're like, you must be a god, because you just respect him so much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, can I ask what Neil Gaiman books or or what of his stuff did you know before coming to Sandman? I knew Eternals the most. Have you read Eternals? Oh, nice. I know. I missed that entirely, and I am so excited that that is now in development and stuff because it yes! gives me that motivation to go back to it and, like, read it and, and get caught up. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, what I love about Neil Gaiman is that like anything that he makes, somebody goes, oh no, we must make a movie out of this. Oh no, we must make a TV show out of this. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't know if you caught the stars. Uh, they did American Gods, which was one of his books. And um, if you enjoyed, so Sandman does this really beautiful job of bringing to life this idea of the anthropomorphication of concepts right so the concept of death as envisioned as a person is represented in this book right as this like cool goth girl or uh the idea of dreaming is is realized is invested in the personification that is lord morpheus right um and so you see that in some of his other works. That's a big part of American Gods. American Gods brings that concept to the idea of religion, right? So, and I think that this is, this plays heavily in Preludes and in Nocturnes especially, this idea of the power of belief. So in American Gods, you know, you have Lord Odin and you have Anansi, um, who walk among mortals, you know, just sort of in their day to day, and they just sort of exist, right? Because our gods, we have a very different relationship with our gods than you know we used to a couple hundred years ago, um, and we have new gods now. And so, new gods in American gods are represented by things that are very American gods, like media played by the way amazingly by Gillian Anderson so I do recommend that series um but so you 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 get the same sort of idea in the Sandman right and so it's that I that power of belief and um how it manifests this power of dreams and how that manifests in reality and in the world of dreams yeah it's uh Yes, sorry. I'm just it's you're you have so much good information. I'm like, right, it's my turn to talk. So, uh this <laughs> this came out in 1989. No, that's beautifully said. I love that. I love that you brought you you're comparing other works of his to this. No, that's great. And it's it it shows like he has a pattern, but he doesn't at the same time. Like he honors what is real, mm-hmm. but then completely blows that to smithereens and makes you go, "Huh." That actually might be a thing. Like, I was listening to his Norse mythology book. He did an audio, which oh, was... Yes. And uh, my husband and I were just like, we're going to do other things. And then all of a sudden, we just kind of sat slowly at the table. Like, we were listening <laughs> to the radio, and we're like, wow, Thor 
that guy. Low-key. Not what I thought. <laughs> you know? It's the... I love it. Yeah, I imagine like the 1950s where like yeah. Ma and Pa are all like sitting around the family radio and just like, yeah, tell me more, yeah. Dr. Neil. Tell me more. This guy is, he's the God we should listen to. No, I'm like, and and you know what? Anybody that hears him or like learns of his stories may be like, how many drugs did you take, Neil? Or, you know, they might. But also like, I just think that his imagination is just so immense and diverse. And he was, I, I mean, I don't know who he was as a kid, but I can only imagine he had the greatest childhood because like he was probably reading books in his garden in the castle that he lived in. I don't know. He might have. I would totally believe that. Like, that <laughs> actually does seem like the most Neil Gaiman-y thing in the world because, like, random little piece of information that I think I know about him, but I could be entirely wrong, yeah. uh, is that he currently lives in Wisconsin. What? So I what? do like to imagine that he has gone, because he was originally Engl from England, right? So I like to imagine that he's gone from, like, ye old English moors <laughs> of rain and gray and sleep and Wuthering Heights and whatever yes. nonsense that was and has is now like living in Wisconsin yeah. and really enjoys you know spotted cow which spotted uh, is a cow. delicious beer that you get yeah <laughs> yeah can oh my gosh Wisconsin why Neil uh I mean I've never been there <laughs> right I got nothing bad to say if you're from Wisconsin I've been there once cheese is great but uh, it's good cheese. Though. It's good cheese. You live close to Wisconsin, closer than I do. I do, I do. I live, I live in Chicago, and so it's funny because um, you mentioned that you're out in LA, and I used to live in LA. And when I lived out there, people would always ask me, they're like, "Oh my God, where, what, where are you Very from?" <laughs> um, you know, like just so confused. Like, hey, could you repeat that? I'm like, what? what? <laughs> are you guys doing like this is english what and they're like no no you have such a funny accent and i'm like i don't know i'm from chicago and they're like oh yeah no yep got it. <laughs> well how you know in my head i'm like how dare you say that because nobody is from la not like no that's true that's true i don't think i met anybody when i lived out there uh, that was born and raised L.A. I did meet a few actual people born and raised from California, but I think that's as close as you get to genuine Los Angeles. Angelino. Yeah, well, anything that's, like, above Los Angeles is, like, an entirely different world. As you know, it's, like, L.A. is, like, its own state. It's got its own yes. groove. Yes. <laughs> uh, I do miss the PCH. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I do miss, I miss the drive. I miss, like, being able to get out. Uh, Chicago land. Once you drive outside of Chicago, you uh, just have cornfields. And if you don't have <laughs> cornfields, you have soy fields. And th that's basically it until you get into Wisconsin and whichever cheese house and or bar is most convenient to get into. Wisconsin uh, or fireworks. That I don't have in Chicago. But you, there's no fire. You can't have fireworks there. Totally illegal in Illinois. That's not, that would that'd be And crazy. you definitely are not allowed to drive to Wisconsin and or Indiana. So nobody quote me on that. <laughs> nobody quote me on that. I love it. Well, um, yes, L.A. is a dream. You know, it's also a dream is Sandman. I'm just kidding. You like that? Nicely done. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Dude, transitions are rough, man. Getting us back on track is... is uh, is always tricky. So yeah, so um I love honestly, I love getting off track because it really just shows that like we're people and we're not just reading a script, like we're just you know, we're regular people. Amen. Right. Amen. Organic conversation. Yeah. I'm all about it. Well, something I did want to bring up is that there are actually other sandmen out there in the comic world. 
Um, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, teach me. Yes, you're... Teach me, Tess Kenobi. Kenobi, that's me. Um, <laughs> I'm sure your co-host, Josh, is, like, screaming at the at his phone right now because he loves, like, the old-fashioned comics. Um, yes. There is, in Action Comics number 40 in 1939, there's a guy with a suit, a cape, and a gas mask. And uh, there's also a guy from 1974 who was also named Sandman. He lived in a dream dimension and protected kids. So these two guys actually both appear in the comics, but they're only present as a result of Dream's absence. Did you see that? Like... Oh, I did not catch that because I was not aware of those comics. So that is super cool because that is like a whole new layer of this comic that I didn't recognize before. I know exactly who you're talking about yeah, because uh, they do sort of do those cutaways. But, oh, that's really cool. Isn't that cool? I was like, oh, yeah, I cannot take credit. I watched a YouTube video and I was like, oh, I would have never picked that <laughs> out. But Easter know. eggs, man. I love them. <laughs> Hidden Mickeys. I love it. Yeah. Um, so this goes on to be 75 issues total of Sandman, and it ended in 1996. Um, yes. Is that a swimming pool, I see? Because Mari and I are about to take a deep dive into this comic. Did you hear that? Like She's it. jumping in. I'm coming, Mari. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, girl, I've only known you for probably two hours of my whole life, and I just already adore you. <laughs> Dude, my, my cheeks hurt because yeah. I'm just sitting over here, like, cheesing and <laughs> laughing. And, like, I'm just having such a blast doing this. And especially talking about uh, a comic and an author that I love. Oh, and we were talking. So we oh, were, yeah. like, kind of talking about it before the show. Um, because I, I keep referring to Neil Gaiman as an author. Right. right. Because that's how I think of him. But I guess technically, because it's a comic, mm -hmm. I should refer to him as a writer. Like, is it... Ooh, yeah. Josh is going to yell at me for this one. Like, what is there? Is there a, even a debate about it? Or, Ooh. you know, this book to me is such storytelling, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, is there a difference? Would they be offended? You know, is that, is there a law? Is there a rule? Honestly, Neil seems like kind of a cool dude. <laughs> so I kind of just believe he'd be like, what the, f I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Get my name right. And I'm happy with it. Totally fine. Yeah. No oh no, he's, he's doing fine. He's like, I, yeah. Just don't, just don't call me names. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just be cool, man. Just be cool, dude. All right, I'm going to give you guys a little summary synopsis so you know what the heck we're talking about. <clears throat> Definitely Neil Gaiman. All right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're like 20 minutes into this and your readers are like, yo, could somebody fill me in on what the F we're talking no. about this week? Girl. OCD, look, because I have so many different guests, each episode is so dang different, but it's also so dang wonderful because each person brings their own personality and wonderfulness, and I hope that you feel comfortable being here and just being yourself, because, like, that's that's Damn. all I want for OCD. I don't care if we're an hour in and we're like, oh, yeah, the summary. We should probably tell everybody what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Wow. Alrighty. New York Times bestselling author Neil Gaiman's transcendent series Sandman is often hailed as a definitive Vertigo title and one of the finest achievements in graphic storytelling. Gaiman created an unforgettable tale of the forces that exist beyond life and death by weaving ancient mythology, folklore, and fairy tales with his own distinct narrative vision. 
in preludes and nocturnes, an occultist attempting to capture death to bargain for eternal life traps her younger brother, Dream, instead. After his 70-year imprisonment and eventual escape, Dream, also known as Morpheus, goes on a quest for his lost objects of power. On his arduous journey, Morpheus encounters Lucifer, John Constantine, and an all-powerful madman. This book also includes the story The Sound of Her Wings, which introduces us to the pragmatic and perky goth girl, Death. She shot at Hot Topic, I'm sure. That's she what it totally said. Does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She she's got the like onk necklace, you know, spiky oh, hair, yeah. a little bit of the manic panic blue on the tips. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I knew that girl. Hey man, I, I knew have, that girl. I have manic panic in my shower right now, actually. It was me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I actually have a lot of thoughts and feels on uh, the various different quality of Manic Panic. I don't Ooh. actually believe it is the top tier of the hair color dyes, but good in a pinch. Good yes. in a pinch. And it's cruelty free. It's cruelty free. Amen. Right at the end of the day, that's what uh, that's what matters. Do no harm. Yeah. And you know what also matters? Neil Gaiman in his book, The Sandman. <laughs> Nicely done. It's okay if it's not nice, as long as we get back. We can go off, and then we'll get, you know, I'll get us back, don't you worry. <clears throat> I'm like, the I got the lasso. Um, so, yeah, we got we got some dudes here. We got Morpheus, Dream, Dream of the Endless, the Lord of the Realm of Dream and Nightmare, whatever you want to call him. His mom and dad are time and night. His siblings are destiny, death, despair, desire, and delirium. Crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is I like fun. that they were like, I need one more d name who is the what is i need we need one more one more what is another dude and somebody's sitting back with a beer because there's actually a beer called delirium and he's really? like ah, got it got it got it this one is that the, delirium. One with the elephant on it the yes elephant? that's exactly right nice chicago beer chicago beer what up, Chicago? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna just represent as much as possible. Please, I mean the adjective I used to describe you was Chicagoy. So <laughs> that's that's true. That's fair. That's true. Uh, so yeah, this guy Dream, he's he's summoned from this occult. Um, and some a uh, little known fact that I cannot take credit for: YouTube video uh, somewhere in the cyberspace um this was because it was in the 1900s and this is when it took place this is when the comic book started not when he wrote it but when the comic book when he's writing the comic book um it's during the edwardian victorian era which was the rise of witchcraft and occult so uh it starts with that which i think is is pretty dang cool yes yes i also think the occult is cool but in that like you know i gotta be kind of careful how i hedge my bets on how Uh. or uh, how cool occultists are but um they they're another sort of similar mm, trope that kind of comes up in a lot of neil gaiman's work Mm. um and very tongue-in-cheek especially in good omens and and uh, how seriously they take Alistair Crowley, who was sort of the British occultist, right. and who every, you know, when you picture an occultist in your head, you've got that weird little dude, and he's got his yeah. black bowler <laughs> hat and his grimoire and stuff like that. That's that's the dude. That's the his dude. weird little beard. Yeah, well, you gotta have the weird beard. I mean, are you even <laughs> a warlock if you don't have the beard? Right, right. That's like page four of the evil warlock grimoire. Like first, have a creepy familiar. Second, always wear black. Yeah. Maybe sprinkle some stars on it. 
yeah. Shops at Hot Topic. We're just going to keep it. Shops at, yeah, number three, Shops at Hot Topic. That's exactly Oh, right. man. I hope we're not offending anyone. I shop at Hot Topic actively still today. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no value judgments here. I have so much plaid in my wardrobe. Or I yeah. did 10 years ago from Hot Topic. So, Ooh. all love. They still got plaid, though. They still have plaid. Never goes out of style, man. You can't go wrong with the closet. No, you can't. You can't. It always. You always see it, and you're like, "Dang, do I do I need that plaid? Do I have blue plaid? I know I got every other color plaid." <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, what? <laughs> I, <laughs> I love. You know, what's I, funny is that like I haven't had like somebody so as chatty as me. Well, yes, I have, but like I love that we're both trying to talk over each other because it's so awesome. It's like there's so many good things to say. So go. Well, and I'm so excited that like. Um, to experience this with you right mm. because this is one of those comics that i did read oh i don't know 20 years ago right when i was but a wee lass and this was relatively recent um <laughs> around this time i was actually super into wonder woman Ooh. um back in the the early 90s and stuff my dad was really getting me into that comic and so i was just getting into comics at the time and um I remember coming across this and being like, oh, this is, this is not Wonder Woman. I didn't know <laughs> <No>. the comics, <laughs> right? right? This is not comics. This is The Crow, you know what I yes. mean? This is, oh, The Craft. Do you oh, remember yes. a movie, The Craft? Yes. Oh, okay. oh, of course. Oh, my gosh. This was my jam. I was living that. I was making potions. I don't know, dried <laughs> roses, roses, the whole thing, do no harm. Right. So when I discovered Sandman 20 years ago, I was like, this is so cool. But when we had talked about reading it, coming back to it as an adult is just like whole different levels of like experience smacking you in the face. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Ooh, uh, curious. Okay. I, for me, what really stands out is sort of this idea and they, I, there's no spoilers on like a 20 plus year old comic, right? Sorry, sorry, no, kids. Sorry, kids. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so, so dream and death are sort of having this little conversation and, and death is basically saying like, listen, I don't know why people are so afraid of me. Right. Yeah. Like yes. I'm easy. Right. Once you're dead, you're done. That's yeah. it. Silence. <laughs> rest that you know like uh it sounds weird but you actually hear that a lot in like you know movies and cultures where it's like death's too good for him yeah because it is very final one of the things that i love about dream or the petite mort the the little death is is that he as he says he's like yeah i'm way worse I'm, you know, mm. dreams are terrifying. Yeah. You don't know when you're in dreams. Dreams and people are terrified to go to sleep. Like, there's just, uh, and so, yeah, coming to that as an adult, you know, where sometimes you just have days where you're like, I am tired. Like, I yeah. just, <sighs> some deep silence sounds nice right now. I'm fine, ladies and gentlemen. I just mean that in a, I'm doing mentally well but you know what I mean like yes but you just sort of come back and you like feel that you feel that like oh yes you feel that in the when you're like yeah I don't I want that person to suffer death is too good Mm. for that that you know there's just that sort of um life experience that that I brought to this comic rereading it you know as an adult I know. I remember seeing. I remember seeing that part, and that's the very, very end um, of the comic. It's the last issue, which I would love to like know that death sister more. But she's just like 
walking through town with her brother, talking shop, and just like picking up people that their their route is like dead people. Like they're just kind of following yep. the dead, and they're like, "Hey!" It's like the guy almost gets hit by a car, and he's like, "Whoo! I missed that car!" And she's like, "What's up?" He's like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" <laughs> oh my sweet summer child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's walk. <laughs> yeah. And I love the way that the art tells that story yes. too, right? Because yeah. you first meet them, and they're just kind of at the park, and they're feeding pigeons, mm-hmm. and you know, then they go to a thing, and you're like, "Oh, oh, that person." died and then you go to the next setting and you're like oh and then they get they show up and there's a baby and you're like nope nope, nope. I'd like to nope out of this panel real quick <laughs> let me just turn this but you know what I mean yes. and that artwork you know the the scene there's a there's a panel and it's just you know the light on the mother who's fallen to her knees and the little broken baby bottle mm-hmm. and the 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 crib that's a kind of terror that I don't ever want to experience like that's the kind of horror that sticks out at me in this comic right and there are so different so many different manifestations of horror in this comic book and I think that is what weirdly draws me to it I'm coming off very psychopathic I feel like in this conversation (laughs) no 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 no, this is this is if you're gonna if you're gonna go down these roads, this is the book to do it with. Really. Come, come on this creepy Halloween journey with me, right? Because yes. the whole the whole book starts off with one form of horror, right? right. One form of terror and imp- and torture, which is a uh, dream is imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Dream is imp- imprisoned in this this glass cage, this glass cell for seventy years. He doesn't eat or sleep. He experiences time in the same way that we do. Mm-hmm. I like that they play with time as an yeah. idea of 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 terror and horror. Right? Like, um, you know, he even says something like, you know, I experience time like you do. So sitting in a jail cell where I can't do anything, you know, or eat or like that's a horrifying yeah. concept that is the kind of stuff that is my nightmares oh yeah yeah he may, yes um and he's he's in it's funny because he is summoned in place of death because they were trying to summon death to bring back a dude who died at war um i shouldn't say a dude who died at war a guy a gentle a soldier <laughs> yeah. who died at war um <clears throat> yeah he's he's brought back and and time goes by and and when he's there nobody can sleep oh excuse me no it's the sleepy sickness everybody can either really sleep or really not sleep and like you're saying like what's the true horror here like dying or sleeping for your whole life and just because he's because he is nightmares and without him there in his dream world he cannot produce said nightmares or dreams or whatever and so everybody's suffering for like 70 years it's insane yeah yeah that's that's a a great point right like a whole other type of of uh terror is this madness that is mm-hmm. ensuing right and, and as you see through these other characters and you know they do just again the art especially does this really beautiful job of bringing it to life um uh the the visually right some yeah. of these horrors and they're talking about they're talking about um you know this sleeping sickness as experienced by four different people right mm-hmm. and so you have the one woman who oh my god over the course of this she is literally raped yeah. uh becomes pregnant gives birth to a child and and knows none of it until the very moment that she wakes up 
uh, and yeah. comes out of it once once Dream is restored to his throne, you know, to his realm, and she comes out of it, and you know, she the, you see the tear in the comic yeah. just sort of roll down her cheek, and you know, my baby, and you're just like, oh, woof, yeah. man, just oh, the feels, yes. And then there's the other guy who can't sleep ever, so he's like decaying. Uh, yeah. Oh, can you imagine? He cannot go to sleep, and he like you need your body to rest and restore and all that stuff when you sleep, and he can't do that for the rest of his life. It's it's that is that's what makes this a horror. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny to me, you had mentioned earlier, so yeah, Sandman is like one of the most popular comics of all time, right? Yeah. And oddly enough, it is one of the most popular comics of all time, especially with women. Really? And, uh, yes, yes, Tell that is true, and wow. I did look that up just to make sure that <laughs> that was true, because I'd heard it before, I wanted to verify, so I did my homework for the show. Oh, good, 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 good. But I find this very interesting, right? Because I'm like, man, what is it? What is it especially that draws women to dream? And yeah. oddly enough, like, it's, oh, man, I feel so weird even saying this, but he is like this beautiful goth character. And there was definitely that phase of my life where I was like, oh, <laughs> this is a little hard. And, <laughs> Yeah, my hot topic phase. I oh, need yeah. very heavy black shoes, and yeah. everything should be patent leather. And metal spikes. And does and Mac make black lipstick? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just, <laughs> oh my god, suburban goth children. But okay, oh, yeah. so so yeah, like I think there is something very attractive about Dream that yeah. that draws people in. But hey, I might also not be doing women any favors. Uh, just assuming that they're reading it because goth is attractive or uh dream is attractive no no and you can totally assume that because i feel like this guy has been told before like like yesterday when we reviewed the crow with zach because that's what we did um he is very much the, the crow he's very much brandon lee he's also hal from Hal's moving castle you know have you seen yes. right it's that like very okay with death kind of thing where it's like a lot of, and I don't know if this is, I haven't checked the statistics, but a lot of guys, I don't know, but like um, guys in media, I don't know, they're afraid of death, they're afraid of failure, they're afraid of all these things where these guys like step proudly into the fire and they're like, and what? Yes. You know? Yes. That's hot. Do your worst. Yeah. I'm already, you know what I mean? Ooh, ooh, you're right. Ooh. Yes, there very much is that, um, you know, uh, Yes, that archetype of sort of like man who is who has gotten to the bottom of the barrel, who has gotten to the very yeah. end of things, who it has so been uh, hurt and jaded to a point where he's just like death would. Right, we were talking about this earlier. Death would be a relief. Yes, but it isn't. Right, his life is just a waking living nightmare, and I just uh. See, right? We were talking about that earlier. <laughs> Life experiences. Yeah. Oh my God, I have been there. I have been through that point of your life where you're just like, oh my God, I don't even want to get up, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, this is a nightmare. Oh, oh, oh thank you, Neil Whoa. Gaiman, for bringing that to life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. And it's his journey. And I love that when he wakes up, He's like, soon. The guys are like, they're like taunting him. And they're like, tell us, tell us things. And he's like, soon, soon. And then shit goes down and he is able to wake up from his slumber of being awake for seven years. 
And uh, I love that his pri- priorities are food, clothing, and revenge, like right away. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also my checklist when I wake up in right? the morning. It's very, very similar. I'm like coffee, clean clothes, revenge on my enemies. <laughs> revenge. I mean, that's probably why you, you guys have so much in common, so you relate. And that's that's why. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Also, my love of sweet black dusters and again manic panic. Oh yeah, manic pa- <laughs> yes. I it's funny. We are very similar, Mari. We're very, I'm just shaking my head vigorously. I'm I really love like, it. Yep. I love it. I love it. Yep. I'm a Halloween baby as well, or October baby as well. So that's why I. I uh, oh, nice. When is your birthday? The 29th. Yeah. Oh, oh, you are right up in in <laughs> Halloween's business. <laughs> Yes. That is good. Yeah. Okay, what is your best Halloween costume? And we will get back to oh my we will God. get back to Sandman, but now I gotta know what your oh best no, Halloween it's costume all good. is. Um shoot. Okay, uh okay, let me be honest. So, um, okay, as I'm thinking and um mm, one that I like really alright. So I have not been a nerd. Okay, let me how do I word this? I am a newly <laughs> I'm a newly birthed nerd. I've never been around people I like I am now where they're like, oh, you're you and I love you for you. And I'm like, oh, I can be me. So it's about to go down. I've never I've never had a Halloween themed birthday party, believe it or not. I was going to have one because this year's my 30th. But I don't we'll... believe that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, you have to. I'm so excited for you now. Oh, thank you. Like, I I've know. just immediately envisioned this awesome 30th birthday party with, right. like, little, I don't know, ghost cupcakes. I hope it's a blast. I, if you were here, you'd be invited. <laughs> you would. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. That's very kind. <laughs> you can zoom in. <laughs> Dude, in co- listen, don't even joke, because I will be in costume. No, 100%. Deal. Uh, You're on yes. the list. You're on the list. This is my jam, man. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, how do we get back? I don't know. I love this. I love that we're going off road. I don't know. Mari, you're going to have to come back, because you're so fun. <laughs> All right. All right, let me think. How do I, how oh, do I bring this okay. one back All right, to? so he's on this journey. He's got food, clothing, and revenge, right? Yes. Goes back, right? Goes back to Dreamland, and he sees that his world is crumbled and decayed from his absence. And everybody's like, "Shit, man! Yeah, your castle's just dust. It's just a sand castle now. There's like nothing left. It's seventy years. Seventy years is a long time in Dream World. Um, Yes. How would you describe this Dream World? It's like I don't know. What do you think? So I love the dream reality because the dream realm is built and manipulated by Morpheus from people's dreams, right? Ooh, so yes. So he he pulls different elements out of people's dreams mm-hmm. in order to build and create his realm. And so because uh, you know he was missing for these seventy years, and people's dreams were so chaotic, and he wasn't there to upkeep it, uh, he hasn't been able to maintain you know those dream elements, and they've they've sort of you know been forgotten. You know how like when yeah. you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh my god, I had a it was so crazy and then you're like oh I have but I couldn't tell you what happened I just remember how I feel about it you know yeah. what I mean you wake up either like really scared or really happy or like really sexually confused sometimes that happens <laughs> yeah. yes. <laughs> yes um but also what was cool was that in Overture it really like dove into the other um I know I'm bringing up something you haven't read and I apologize but you did all good it's um I mean like I say everything happens for a reason um, sometimes it's like 
so in this world it's so diverse and so many freaking like universes and dimensions it's like when they say that you go to sleep and you dream and you actually be you're actually like transported into other dimensions it it shows it in overture how many freaking dimensions you can go into i don't, I don't know how many times i can say dimensions but like <laughs> It just shows like it, like the nightmare dreamscape is only a fraction of it, and it, and it being in another place like could other places influence this place? It's just it's such a, an immense like, uh, you know, like it's a deep a deep place. I can't even explain yes. it because it does it exist? Does it not? It's like even I don't know. Yeah. I, like I uh, so my dad's a child psychologist, right? And mm-hmm. so when I was growing up, I was always like, "Ooh, let me tell you my dreams, and you can tell me what they mean." And my dad's like, "Uh, no, that's not how dreams work. <laughs> dreams are just, you know, uh, your brain synapses firing off at the end of the day, trying to process, you know, the issue you went through during your oh. day, which way less magical. It's a good thing uh, he does not write comic books. He is who got me into comic books. Really? But, uh, maybe not. Maybe not a comic book writer himself. Yeah. How, how um, did How did you get into comic books through him? What did he introduce you to? So so, let's get deep with Mari. Let's um, do when it. my parents were getting a divorce, my dad wanted me to have like, um, you know, just another strong woman. Uh, that I could relate to and interact with and sort of, um, you know, lose myself in that world sort of while right. my parents were going through through their own hardships. Uh, so he started buying me Wonder Woman comics oh, right at the start of the John it. Byrne era. Yeah, oh, nice. yeah. And my dad had always been into comics. Like, my dad... My dad has been collecting comics, I believe, since the 60s, and he's got up in his office, like, filing cabinets of comic books and so my brother my one of one of my brothers and i we will literally just go into these filing cabinets with like post-it notes and be like okay mari <laughs> jla uh, return of the man and martian hunter mari crisis on infinite earth oh you know God. what i mean like yeah. it's great ian uh, ian's got all of the kyle rayner green lantern runs so yeah that's um, awesome yes i mean amen please please may my dad be around long enough that i can get my own set of these comics but uh if not i think that is where my inheritance is well yes well you have to come back for wonder woman now so oh most definitely yeah 1988 we'll see what we'll see what happens with that movie Ooh, ooh. we should let's review it together let's do it that'd be so cool oh i love it i'm already in done yes plans made (laughs) <laughs> That'll be for day 71 of, yeah. Uh, yeah, of Halloween. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so then we start joining him on his journey, and we realize he needs three tools. Three tools to strengthen him, which is basically what outlines the rest of his journey. I'm saying journey again. I try not to repeat words, and sometimes I pause, and I'm like, nope, that's the only word that I want to use, journey. Um, so he needs, right, he needs a, a pouch of sand. Uh, a helm made from a demon skull and a ruby dream stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you, it's like when you're playing like a, a video game and stuff yeah. like that and it's like, Hello traveler, yeah. you need one ruby gemstone. So yeah, it, it's I I love it because again, this is another thing that, that Neil Gaiman does that I love. He takes very sort of like traditional tropes traditional fantasy tropes Mm -hmm. and then just really 
really kind of twists them and turns them on their head. So, you know, your main character going off to reclaim three special objects on his journey um, uh, could be an old and boring story, and then you drop it in Neil Gaiman's hand, and you're just like... I've got this. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Please take me along with you on this horrifying journey through nightmares. Like, how did he even come up with this? Like, did he dream about it? Did he, like... I don't know, pick a, a, ty- a, 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 what am I going to say, a thing out of a hat? Like a, you know, oh, <laughs> nightmares, yes. I feel like... Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I do imagine that, actually. He just wakes up one day, a cup of tea, and he's like, oh, I know how to tell one of the most, like, terrifying, <laughs> like, mentally terrifying stories through the art of comic books. Yeah. Let me just call up DC and see who would like, or let me call up Vertigo and see who would like this. Well, actually, okay, all right, this is a question. Why we got Justice League, Batman, Mr. Miracle, John... Con- Why do we get all the DC... Scarecrow, Arkham Asylum? Why are these guys all in oh, here? Oh, they do. Yeah, they do show up in this. So they do share the same universe, right? And so it's it, that is sort of a very interesting thing because you you do get teases of it in a couple of the, the early issues. And then I think it's... Is it issue four? Is it Passengers? Where it's like in your face DC right yeah. and you're just like um, oh literally there's Batman yeah. what's Batman doing in the dream realm no reality what world is Yeah. so that I don't know if that has actually been controversial in real life but at <laughs> least for me it is controversial because it does sort of like take you out of the the dream doesn't it like it yeah. was kind of like but it do, it did actually end up spawning off like Constantine got his whole you know a whole run after this and and um, yeah <laughs> sorry um, Hellboy got its own run you know like oh, there are a whole bunch of other yeah. things was Hellboy, Hellboy in this no yeah. sorry Hellboy oh. was not in this okay <laughs> um, Edric and the Demon got a got a whole run he was in this um, mm-hmm. so yeah they, they, it did sort of spawn off its its own little other branches and storylines as well yeah it but the cool thing that neil does i feel like they were part of like a mini checklist that he had to check off that somebody was like sure we'll publish your comic but you must find a way to put yeah exactly just yeah, shove just it in there shove them in somehow wherever you can get them yeah it, well and yeah. I, at least some of them like if you don't know Right, like, if you don't know who uh, Scarecrow is, right, if you're mm-hmm. not familiar with the wider world of DC, yeah. if you're not familiar with who John Constantine, then it is sort of just a little bit like, okay, here's an interesting random character. I, I'm missing sort of that backdrop. This dude seems, like, oddly cool Yeah. with, you know, hellscapes and stuff like that. John seems, like, really okay with the fact that his ex-girlfriend is sitting here rotting and decaying in yeah. bed being kept alive by her, you know, heroin sand. Mm-hmm. You really heroin He really sand, took yeah. that in stride, didn't he? He was just like, "Oh, yeah, no deuces. Hey, could you could you be nice <laughs> about it? I'm going to go have a cigarette." Yeah. <laughs> so oh, wow. I could see where, you know, for for new readers, they would be like, "Um, oh, hmm, that oh. seems a bit strange." It's, a, it's yeah, it it yeah, he's like, "Oh, I'll put them in there. I'll put them in there." Yeah. yeah. And I, I guess I'm a little biased. I love I love the DC characters. I yeah. love Martian Manhunter. He is one of yeah. my favorite favorite, especially in the JLA. Um, so I was I'm a little biased, but it, it kind of threw me off. How did you feel about it? I okay. So I think that he did it. Okay. It, okay. Blah, 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 blah. Wow. A hundred things at once. Um, <laughs> I'm like this far. 
Like, I'm, okay, so I'm two years into reading comics, and I finally have, like, a comment on things like this, because when it first happened, I can't remember when it first happened, but it was, like, a crossover, and I was like, I don't know, this really took me out. I think that DC, anybody in DC can do it better. Like, when I read DC two days ago, Mm -hmm. um, it was... I think they did a beautiful job. I think they did a beautiful job putting everybody in and didn't make you feel like, whoa, it's too, it's too, I'm too strangled by all these people. But I read um, Secret Invasion back in June and, uh, and they, it was Marvel. It was all Marvel and it was like the, the scrolls and all these things. And it was just so many things happening at once and so many people i did not think that marvel did a good job with that i think that dc does a better job and i think that above that neil gaiman does an even better job because instead of being like oh hey is that batman up there on the gargoyle yep sure is all right let's go find the heroin sand it's like no john constantine (laughs) we're gonna go find him in london or bristol or wherever he lives and yes. you know, and we're gonna go find him, and he's gonna help us find the tool, one of the tools. Like he uses the characters as part of the story rather than like an ornament of the story. You know. Yes. Oh, what a good. Yes, what a really good way of saying that. And kind of leaves you wanting more of that interaction too, because like with Constantine and Constant, you know, he just sort of fades out, and you're like, oh no, they kind of made a fun buddy cop movie. I could totally yeah. see, you know, these guys crime fighting duo, and then. I think next they go to hell, right? Is our next the hell? Is our yes, next yes. Item to retrieve? Yeah, hell, yeah. They right. they we meet Lord Lucifer, who I thought was that okay. Forgive me, I don't know, and if it doesn't, it doesn't even matter. Um, but they they said he, but when I saw it, I just thought it looked like a, just a beautiful woman person. Does it? It doesn't yeah. matter. But it was just like, whoa! I don't care what you are. You look gorgeous in all white with like the black wings. I think they did. A, he did a fabulous job with that. The art was gorgeous for that. And I don't know if you caught it, but there's like a very subtle thing where his hair kind of like, is shaped like horns. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And you're like, oh, sneaky, clever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see you, Neil Gaiman. I see you. Or no, it's nope. not Neil Gaiman. It's his, his buddy that I have to scroll up to the top of my notes to. Oh, it's Mike Nicely and Sam. Nicely done artist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mike and Sam. Um, yes, I... I love how they I love how they represent the morning star in this I love how they represent I love how they represent hell mm-hmm. because here is where you get sort of like maybe your most traditional idea of like horror horror movie oh, yeah. you know traditional jump scare kind of ooh the big scary demons and stuff right um but that isn't really what's frightening in this dimension you know what i mean like um the the climax of 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 that story of that arc is uh you know he has to battle this demon to get his his helm back Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like well what kind of a battle could you have with demons in hell what could they possibly be afraid of right you're not gonna what cut them with a sword you know what i mean yeah. or zap them with your laser eyes that's a, that's a hell demon <laughs> yeah that sounds like a tuesday afternoon for him, you know what i mean um and so instead they have what's basically like a battle of the wits but it's like this ever evolving back and forth this cat and mouse game if if i do this then you know and i try and crush you and then you've got to come up with a clever you know counterpoint and it, it grows and balances and stuff and mm-hmm. So I loved how I loved how they sort of got this whole concept across both in the storytelling and this like insane writing. 
um, as well as in the artwork. I love mm-hmm. the artwork when they're down in hell. It's just super creepy. Oh, yeah, like the swarm of demons when they're like, we must call all demons. There are millions. Which one are you looking for? And But they don't look like devilish horns or whatever. They're like cretins. They're yes. Ooh, yes. eyeballs and mouths and, and other body parts that don't actually exist here on Earth. You know, it's it's just creepy, which I loved. Yes, and then so there's there are all kinds of like crazy ass layers in this, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of people will know that there are choirs of angels, right? There's this hierarchy of angels, and Lucifer, the Morning Star, was of the highest choir of angels before he fell. Mm-hmm. And then in Hell, you have a very twisted uh, sort of mirror of that, and so you yeah. you have. Uh, that's that's how you have the rhymers and you have, you know, uh, Etrigan the demon, I don't know if you caught that, but he speaks all in rhyme and all of the demons of, of his choir speak in rhyme and it's a type of uh, thing. So there's I love that he is drawing on, you know, kind of classic mythos and mm-hmm. classic storytelling, but these are also established characters in the DC universe. Yes. Yeah, and that's, like, again, that's, like, that's Neil Gaiman be- pulling a Neil Gaiman. He's like, you want me yes. to use them? Sure. He's, they're going to be part of the story, you know? It's beautifully done. And I loved um, Morpheus's mic drop at the end when they're like, tell us why, you know, you need to be here. And he's like, well, what would, like, I don't know. I can't even, I don't, I don't even want to paraphrase it. I wish I wrote it down, but it's something in, to the effect of, um, well, can you dream of heaven? And that's, like, their worst, their worst nightmare. Yes. Yes. So, so basically, right. So, and I think this is actually really cool because, uh, it parallels what happens in that game that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. So, um, they're, they're kind of having this battle back and forth, um, dream and the demon who has his helm Mm -hmm. and for everything, you know, so, so the demons like, you know, I'll be a wolf that, that comes and bites at you and, dream is like well then i shall be a hunter who pierces you with my my spear and it 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 levels uh and so the demon finally thinks like i've won i am a nova that explodes and destroys all um matter in the universe and what are you lord morpheus how can you top that and he's like i am hope and the guy's just like oh shit i got nothing yeah (laughs) dropped right yeah. And so then yeah, so you have you have a similar you have a similar thing where he's trying to get out of hell and they're kind of like, Okay, but why would we ever let you leave hell when I am uh when I'm the thing? And yeah. so he does. He says uh he says to them, he goes, Ask ask yourselves all of you, what power would hell have if those here imprisoned were not able to dream of heaven? And so again, it's that idea of hope. That hope is this thing that that is the light among the darkness. It's what gives power to the demons in hell. It's what gives power to Lucifer and Beelzebub and the other dude whose name I can't remember. Love that guy. Yep, eyeball red dude. Yep. Yeah. That is what gives them power, right? Because if I have no hope left, you can't torture me then I'm already dead. Right. And you know, it's crazy. Hope. He meets a girl named Hope in the overture in the beginning. And I think that's what they tied in. Cause he kind of like falls in love with her a little bit. 
I didn't read much past that, but he really like is is encompassed by her and her presence. And I think that's when he it was very symbolic for literally hope. Yes. And I was like, oh, wait. Oh, I saw that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I see what you did there, Neil. Neil. And you know Neil. what's great? She literally could be like an anthropomorphication. Anthropomorph. I hate that word. She yep. literally could be an investiture of hope. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, um, and yeah. uh, you never know with his characters. You never know. You never person. know with that that gaming guy. He just. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you could read this again and be like, "Damn, I did not see that the first time." Uh, other bunch of stuff in here. Um, so he goes on to the last tool that he needs to acquire in order to gain his strength back to be the lord of the dream hotness dude that he is. Um, he goes to... <laughs> Mari's like fanning herself over there. So dreamy. He is Oh, is he Is he dreamy? Oh, oh I <laughs> did not even mean to do that. And it just... Oh, puns are the highest form of humor. And he did it on accident. It was the best part. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I feel so bad, right? Because there are so many, like, um, just smart uh, layers to the story. Mm-hmm. And he's pulling in so many clever things. And somehow I just always go back to the baseness of, like, oh, he's so dreamy and mysterious. Yeah. And- you he know knows what I so mean? Like, much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, get it together, Goldstein. Like, yeah. just. Oh, you're everything that you hate. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, so he goes to find this ruby, and we're bringing back a guy that he demmed to for. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Um, do you guys remember the cult leader's son? Or the cult leader? Well,. When he died, which was 70 years later, he comes out of his of his dream, whatever, um, and uh, and he goes, oh, you're the son of the cult leader who brought me from my world. Um, I'm going to take it out on you, because remember, food, clothing, and revenge. So he takes revenge out on the son, and he deems him to, for, ne- to never go to sleep. That is a really terrible thing. And he just starts decaying in Arkham Asylum throughout this book crazy so this is another this is another little sneaky thing that i love and it kind of goes back to this this theme that we've been talking about which is you know not the jump scare kind of horror but this like cerebral mental horror Mm -hmm. like this whole other layer of darkness right yes so he says you know again a death is is too good for you i'm not going to gift you the the sweet release of death Mm -hmm. he curses him to something so horrifying that like the first time I read this like it really stuck with me right so you know how you know that feeling when uh you wake up in the morning and you start kind of going through your morning routine and then something kind of like weird happens and then all of a sudden you wake up yes and you're like oh shit wait I'm not dressed for the day yeah (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. oh my god I didn't actually go to school naked well done me I'd better go get dressed I'm gonna be late yeah so he curses um, uh, this guy's son to an eternity of this uh, eternal waking. And so what happens is that this guy is constantly in that state, that state of never knowing whether he's actually awake or within a dream until the moment that he knows it's a dream in which moment he then wakes up again and then has to experience a whole new horror all like that's pretty horrifying neil well done <laughs> yeah 
to say the least oh my gosh like just over and over and over and he's like he's we're just watching him rot like his body is just becoming this just mold of mush like if you just took a thing of clay and then put and then rolled it in like cat litter and then whatever's at the bottom of your car like that's what he turns into Right? Stick a couple of like uh, tic tacs in for teeth. Yeah, so that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what this dude looks like. Googly yes. eyes, they're like everywhere. Yes, <laughs> wispy, the little wispy hairs. <laughs> that is, yes. Yeah, oh, he's he's gross, and he his mom had the ruby, and his mom gives him the ruby, and the that's ruby right. controls dreams. It translates dreams, and he says like, you know, dreams are real. They've got, you know, they're they're real in the case of, and also Mari's dad thinks this too, um, translation of your viewpoints, your images, your memories, you know, puns, and hopes, um, and, and that's what this ruby does, and he learns that the ruby, the, the bad guy here, the cult leader's son, it, he can, he has this really weird moment at the diner. I'm just, I was like, oh, is this, is this issue over yet? Cause that was so creepy. Whoa. Yeah. That's a, that, that whole scene is really kind of rough to read through. It was, it was, if anything, the, the darkest, deepest depths of, of what a stone could possibly do, go there, take a right <laughs> and then go <laughs> down that spiral slide and then Neil Gaiman it and then, then roll it at the bottom, the, the dirt at the bottom of your car again. And that's what happened. Yes, that's about how far down you gotta go. That's about right. It just—it's literally twenty-four hours of torture, and they're like, "Let's take you on it slowly. Come and come with me, and you'll be (laughs) exactly torture." (laughs) Yeah. Horrible. It was awful. But you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like what happens in Lord of the Rings when you when they get a hold of the ring and they just become this just like immense uh, Yes. they feel like power and greed, it just overcomes them. And that's what happened here. He's just just he realizes what power he can have and it's the wrong guy to have all that power. Yes. Oh, what an excellent what an excellent analogy. Yeah, very much has <laughs> sort of like a, a a Sauron infusion to it. Yes. Oh. Oh, Tell me more. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, well, it ends It ends on a rather positive note, as positive it, as it could be anyway. Uh, the cult leader's son is finally able to sleep. He's finally able to go to sleep. Probably die. Um, and they destroy the ruby, and the, restoring this ruby actually releases the stored power in the ruby, and therefore restoring Dream and Morpheus's power. Um, and then you're like, and it's funny because we keep saying he is so dreamy, but he's, he's not like that guy that's like, I'm your deepest nightmares. I'm Freddy Krueger. You know, he's like, Hey, I'm going to just walk beside you in a dream. You're the one that takes you there and I'll just provide the, uh, the experience of it. You know, Mm -hmm. he's not a bad guy. (laughs) No, he's, he's just misunderstood. He just really, you know what he really needs? He needs a hug. He does. Lord Morpheus just needs like a like a like a good hug and a cup of tea, yeah. and you know maybe a night off, and he would be okay. But yeah. so so this the breaking of the ruby, uh, I think is really cool. I think there's there's some really interesting things that he's trying to tell with this. Yes. Um. In my in my reading of it, this idea that and we've talked a little bit about this before, right? Like the power of belief and the manifestation of belief and Mm -hmm. so again it's it's um dream is uh he only exists because we imagine him to exist right right Right. death only exists as this punky cool goth girl because 
we have manifested a person to represent death to us, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so it, uh, uh, these things only have as much power as we give them. And so the ruby, the ruby death, cre or not death created, um, uh, dream Dreams? created, dream created it. Uh, it has a part of himself in this ruby. Mm -hmm. And so by cracking it, it, it apart, right, uh, he, he gains all that power back, right? And, and so it, it, to my mind, it, it really sort of speaks to this idea of when you let go of some beliefs, when you let go of, of these things that you sort of like caged yourself into and uh, narrowed, confined yourself within, mm -hmm. you, get, you get all of that back. You know what I mean? Like that, that, yeah. that power of, of belief, that power of freedom that all comes back out at the end. And, and you see that in the artwork, right? Like yeah. um, Dream is manifested three times the size. He's a giant you know up uh, up against mm -hmm. up against him so it's just i think it's such a really cool um way to tell that story and way to get that concept across exactly it's 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 a journey and you get to the end and you like i was out of breath i was like Whew, shit are we done <laughs> yeah good lord Whew. Whew. no nobody summoned death nobody summoned dreams just leave them in their dreamlands right you know Homies just trying to do their job, yeah, man. keep things balanced, right? You know, keep the world turning. Turn, keeping it, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I love this comic. I'm, I'm so glad that you, you gave me the opportunity to review it. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, it's, it's just been a blast talking about this comic to you. There's a, a another. What is there like sixty odd? issues after this so yeah uh, it's a shame because i know that you just have like the world's longest reading list now <laughs> because of this awesome thing that you are doing but i hope one day you do get to come back and and visit revisit dream because uh preludes of nocturne was only just setting the stage for for Oof. these characters wow. you're going to meet all of his other siblings uh destiny is another just sort of like really brainy sort of thing that you're sitting thinking about two hours later um death is just a, she's fun in all of her manifestations uh i hope you get a chance to come back to sandman because yeah. it really is just a beautiful story it you know we haven't reviewed a second issue excuse me we have many second issues <laughs> second volumes of a comic yet and i would say for the first time ever and i've never said this i would actually come back to this one I would like Beautiful. to review this one again because I do, I, I am in my big thing and I've been asked here on here before, Hey, would you read the next comic? And usually it's no. Um, cause I'm That's just fair. honest and yeah. I got, I got a lot of comics to read, but, uh, also like I hook on to this, this character, this, this guy, you're, you're like, I, I understand you, man. You've been, you've seen some stuff. Yeah. You, you've seen some stuff. You've been, you've been some through stuff. some, you've been through something, brother. Love me. Yes. Let me walk along next to you on this part of the journey. Yes. Um, so usually this is the part where we rate and review a comic. However, I am going to actually not do the rating system because somebody brought up a good point. They said I would not bring anything less than a five on here. So I think, I've, right? I, I think that we should give our final thoughts, uh, just, just an overall thought and like what really, you know, 
what made you want to soak this up? And I'll go first so I give you a moment to think here. Um, I love this comic. I think that if you're coming into the horror genre and you don't know Neil Gaiman, uh, you definitely need to take a dive into this one because you will fall in love with not only the writer but the artist and uh, also the story. I think it's a really cool take. Um, there's nothing cheesy or gimmicky or comic-y about this. It's like, oh, this is a comic? How lucky am I to be able to see this visually? Because this would also be a beautiful book. You know, to just, just like, what would you even imagine in your brain this world to be? It's, and how, like, how many adjectives would he need to describe this place? No, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, if you're a first time comic book reader, or if you're just someone who's tired of reading um, DC and Marvel, even though there is DC in here, it is not a DC comic. Uh, I mean, it is by definition and on paper, but it, it's, it is and it isn't. It's very, very much an independent feels a lot of heart and um neil gaiman i love you please come on this show one day in the <laughs> yes oh my god please bring me back when he comes oh I'll my god just yeah. hang out in the corner i won't even say anything i'll just like quietly <laughs> whisper things like neil can i have another can i have a third of nazi boys um <laughs> i i want to echo what you said right because this is a feast Yes. This book is this book is so many flavors and you go away from it just feeling full and you you digest it and you you know you come back to it it's it's a symphony where you you know you listen to the whole thing and then you listen to it again and you know you just get this one little piece of meat and there's there's so much richness to this and oh especially to my mind if you are a fan of horror and if you are a fan of the kind of horror that is more than just you know uh throwing buckets of corn syrup blood and <laughs> if you like if you the ring terrified me i know that that is not the scariest movie but same, i loved how same. foreboding right that movie is freaking it terrifying. terrifying um but th that like ever present danger that 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 fear that just lives right well in your chest that's this kind of horror i think mm -hmm. if if you want to try something a little bit different this halloween this is the kind of horror to do uh but don't blame us if you have uh unpleasant dreams unpleasant dreams maybe some nightmares did you bring up elvira because you know i love her or what you know that's her thing right she says unpleasant dreams at the end <laughs> that, you know that? that's right <laughs> oh i was channeling that that's so yes. good it's been such a hot minute oh, oh elvira yeah. I wish I still got uh, Channel 26. <laughs> <laughs> was that her channel? That was her channel back in my day. Channel 26 at like 11.30 p.m. You know what I mean? They kept Amazing. her on a little, a little, yeah, yeah, a little later. She's an 11. A little later. Oh, yeah. She had some. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Uh, you know, I also love you, Mari. Thank you. Seriously. Tess, this was such a blast. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, thank you to your <laughs> listeners for letting me come and hang out with you guys for, for the past hour or so. Like, this has just been uh, an absolute blast. And I wish you uh, the most absolute fun as you continue on with this this month. Oh, my gosh. You are so welcome. You're welcome back anytime. I mean, I have to, when I'm editing this, I don't know, but I think we've already scheduled, like, like five more visits from you. So. We, yeah, right. Yeah, we got a few. We got a few things on the calendar. Yeah. I love it. I'm I'm down if you're. I'm game if you're game. I mean, I Let's love. Do. I love your passion and I love how excited you are. Like I am about all these like cool comics. Comics are cool. <laughs> yes. 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 Welcome to the world of being a nerd. I, we are so excited to have you here. Oh my gosh. I, I'm I'm grateful. And it's so funny, like just in the podcasting community, how I know someone who is so far away from me and without the podcasting world, I would have never met. 
True, true. Yeah. Oh, man, what a... Uh, all things in divine right order, my mom says. Yeah, no, uh, no, uh, no coincidences. So... Exactly. Please plug uh, yourself and your podcast, if you could. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, check us out. We're the Triple C Podcast, uh, comics, culture, and cosplay. We basically just talk about everything. Um, we talk about video games. We talk about books. We talk about comics. Uh, we are very fortunate that we've had a lot of cool people like yourself come on and, and share <laughs> their passion and share their knowledge for all things pop culture. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, we put out our show on Mondays, and we'd love to have you come along. Yeah, you guys go check them out. They do their research, and they they know their shit. Full stop. Every time I listen to an episode, I'm like, oh, okay, my knowledge has expanded quite a bit now. It's like, I'm, I'm taking notes, man. I'm like, okay, wait. <laughs> and you know what I really love about you guys is that you're not afraid to talk about the hard stuff. Like, that you. is so cool and so important. And you guys just, you start your show with the hard stuff. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> Yeah, I wish, here's the thing, I really wish there wasn't so much hard stuff to talk about. Right. I would love to just sit back and talk smack about Luke Wilson on Stargirl because he's, <laughs> um, but, but man, there's some really like rough things going on and I believe it in my heart of hearts and this might sound super nerdy of me, but uh, if the only way I get to, to be a superhero in my life, if the only way I get to live the values of Wonder Woman and of these characters that mean so much to me is by using my platform and using my voice in that way, well then, um, so be it. I was going to say to infinity and beyond, and that was way not the catchphrase I wanted to pull out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're keeping it. We're keeping yep. it. No, that's what it is now, kids. That's what it is. To infinity and beyond. And beyond. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to day seven of 31 Days of Horror. Tune in tomorrow as we do, you guessed it, day eight of 31 Days of Horror. An even scary, I shouldn't say even scarier one. This was scary. Uh, a, an also scary one is tomorrow as well. Tune in, you guys. Roll the outro. Thank you for tuning in to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast 31 Days of Horror. If you like what you're hearing, please follow OCD on any of your favorite podcatchers. Take it a step further and leave a five-star Apple Podcast review. <laughs> that really helps me out. Thank you. You can follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast or facebook.com slash OCD podcast. Tune in tomorrow as I reveal another horror Halloween comic. 